Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Boca Raton, Florida with my good friend Jason Hill, who is the founder of the Owl app and host of the Shrimp Tank podcast. Jason is originally from New York, but he moved to Boca in 2017 to raise his family. He loves the warm climate, beautiful beaches, and business-friendly community. In this episode, Jason and I talk about holidays at Winterfest, watching live concerts at Meisner Park, and hanging out on Boca Lake. You about these three incredible attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Boca. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Welcome. Excited to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about Boca Raton, Florida. It's actually a city I, I went to long ago for a, for a business conference, and now it's an opportunity to be able to learn a little bit more about the city. Absolutely. I moved here in 2017 with my family, two kids, and I really got to love Boca Raton. I live outside of Boca in Parkland. It's a suburb. has a great community feel. A lot of families are raised there, and really excited to tell the audience about what is going on in Boca Raton. Awesome. So you moved down to Boca from, from New York. How did you actually choose? I mean, obviously, Florida is a great state, a lot of different attractions there and, and perfect weather and everything else like that we'll talk about. But how did you actually choose Boca? Well, South Florida is known as the sixth borough, of course, right, of New York City. So I uh, had my second child. And at that time, we were living in New York City and we realized we wanted a larger home and we wanted a warmer climate, right? Uh, my wife was from Ohio. She had uh, relocated to New York after college, and at that time, I had lived in New York my entire life, and I always wanted a warm climate, and I saw that more jobs were going down south. A lot of big corporations were going there as well, and we decided that that was the place that we wanted to raise our family. It was a dream come true, and we jumped on a flight after our daughter was born and never turned back, and we really, really are happy with living in South Florida. It's been a great experience and a great opportunity in the local community. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I, I'm a California by, you know, originally, you know, and now that I've moved here to Nashville, it's not as cold as like as New York and everything like that, but it's pretty chilly as it is. And I definitely understand the, the need to and desire to, to move to somewhere. It's a little bit warmer to be able to relax and, and enjoy the weather all year long. So like, like you said, it has great weather and everything else. Like what's the weather like throughout the year? Weather is typically 70 to 90 degrees. Occasionally, it will drop in the evenings, you know, in the 50s or 60s. But usually when you wake up, it starts getting into the 70s. The best time of season is definitely December through May. A lot of folks love it down here during that time period. Get a little change of season, December and January. And then and then just beautiful weather, 80 degrees, January, you know, February, March, April. Uh, and then, of course, it heats up, you know, in the summertime where kind of get quite humid. And that is something that a lot of people are not in love with in South Florida. But, of course, we take it. I, I do want to say one nice benefit of living in South Florida is overall cost coming from New York, where everything is so expensive and high tax rates. One huge benefit of coming down south is you get a lot more for your money as well. So that was one other reason 
me and my family decided to pick up and come down south as well. Oh well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty frugal as it is, so I definitely understand the want to get more for your money. Now, obviously, you know, like you said, that the weather is good, so wintertime is like definitely a, an opportunity for people that in the colder states moving, like going down there to hanging out. But as far as like different attractions or different events that happen throughout the year, like what are some of those that maybe somebody wants to plan a trip around? Yeah, so during December, right, they have a big boat parade called Winterfest. It is so cool. It's the largest event in the state of Florida. And it's also the seventh largest event in the entire United States. Uh, And they have a lot of small events leading up to it. But it's really neat where you see all these boats from Fort Lauderdale, approximately to Boca Raton, go on the waterway where they have lights on their boats and the Hard Rock Hotel sponsors it every year. And it's just really cool to see these huge yachts with different lights during Christmas time and people playing music and house parties all along the water and it's it's a really cool event so Winterfest boat parade definitely got to check it out if you're down here during uh the holiday season also you have the great beaches right when you just talk about you know why people love it traveling to south florida i mean it stretches from the bottom of florida all the way to the tippy top and also on the west coast as well has great beaches and you know what's nice in boca is there's always something to do there's meisner park and you have a lot of activities at meisner you have a lot of mean concerts that come there top talent the arts are there and you know you have also the nightlife as well there's a lot of things for for young professionals that they want to go out you have college campuses like fau in boca raton florida so you just have a really good vibe of, of all different types of culture going on in boca raton and it's of course close to west palm beach fort lauderdale or miami so if you want to head to one of those other cities it's a short car ride away well, fantastic. Well, now that you're mentioning some of those other cities, let's talk about actually if if we want to come to visit Boca, where do we fly into, and how do we get how do we get there? Yeah, so Boca, you you could either go to West Palm Beach or Fort Lauderdale. Either one is is right around thirty to thirty five minutes without traffic, right to your typical location. You know, either if you're on the water on the beach or a little further west, or you could come into Miami. Technically, Miami's you know without traffic could be about fifty minutes. With traffic, you got to be careful. If you go to Miami, it could take you an hour and a half to get back during rush hour. But in general, either airport is absolutely fine. So if you're getting a good rate to Miami, you know, of course, go ahead and take advantage of it. It's a short Uber away, and Uber is everywhere down here. So is Lyft. So it's really easy to get to the hotel that you're staying in. And of course, a lot of people will rent a car, right? Because you want to really travel to all different destinations in South Florida pretty easily. So I do recommend a car typically if you're going to come down south for a long period of time. For sure, yeah. I think I think one of the things uh, picking which airline or which uh, which airport you're going to fly into depends on which airline you like. I mean, I, I'm a big Southwest person, so Fort Lauderdale is going to be where I'm going to fly into. Some of my friends they're big on Delta or like American, so like Miami is going to be a bigger opportunity for for theirs for, for flight options there. I took you for a Spirit guy. Hold on, you know the cost <laughs> is right on Spirit or Frontier. You know, I didn't think you were going to say Southwest. Of course, Southwest, you get to change your flights all the time. They have huge benefits. I'm a JetBlue guy. Okay, JetBlue, yeah. You know, just going from New York to South Florida all the time. JetBlue has always been good to myself with the points and also just the aircrafts, you know, with the televisions and the Wi-Fi. So that would be my favorite. Yeah, no, JetBlue is an awesome airline. Uh, for me, like Southwest is my favorite, primarily just because I've had the Companion Pass every year since 2007. And so that's like such huge savings for me, being able to fly wherever I want and then have my companion fly for free. Yeah, that is a great benefit. Absolutely. So you mentioned that we need to get a car whenever we're we're visiting there. Is public transportation an option as well? Because uh, generally, like I'm the one that has to drive and I prefer not to have to drive if I don't need to. 
Yeah, they, they do have public transportation. It's getting better. Uh, they have the Bright Line, which runs from West Palm Beach down to Miami, but there's not a stop in Boca Raton that can get you down there. They're supposed to you know, do that in the near future. But in general, it's rigid, right? Typically, if you get left you know, off the Bright Line somewhere, you still have to figure out how to get to your, your end destination. So typically, the best route is having a car, right? So you get to travel pretty easily. There's not that much traffic in Boca or the surrounding areas unless really going to Miami, that's where traffic starts kicking in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You know, you could do ride sharing services if you're going to stay at your hotel, like on the beach, you know, for four or five days, then there could be a scenario that you don't really need a car because you you could go to dinner pretty easily within five, 10 minutes away from the hotel location you're at or at the actual hotel. It may have great restaurants as well. So it really depends what you're looking for. You know, are you trying to see a lot of parts of the city or surrounding cities, then of course, car rentals are really reasonably priced. Uh, and that would be the best recommendation. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, and if you're, if you're renting a car, obviously, you know, Boca's being like, you know, that beach community, sometimes parking can be a challenge you know, in those beach communities. If you're renting a car, is it easy to find parking? Is it expensive? How does that work? Parking's pretty easy. Uh, most of the hotels are going to charge five to $15 for parking rates per day. If you don't want to park at the hotel, it is pretty easy uh, on side streets to park because you're, you're typically in a residential area where all these hotels are. Some of the bigger chain hotels, let's say the four or five star ones in Boca, typically will increase their charges for parking. So you do have to be careful. Some of them could be 30 to $50 per night. And they get away with it, of course, because of convenience, right? You're getting to put your car right where you're staying. And, and of course, they know that you'll likely pay that expense to stay there. <laughs> For sure. Plus, I think that, that South Florida is a lot like Southern California, where it's more like a car culture, where it's like everybody wants to be seen in their car. Everybody wants to kind of flash uh, that, that nice car or whatever rental or whatever they're owning or probably leasing in a lot of those cases. Uh, and so I think people kind of have the, some of their identity tied into their car. So they want to be able to, to drive it around and, and be able to kind of show off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, people love driving on A1A right right on the water, you know, all through Boca, Deerfield Beach, all the way down to Miami. You could ride the strip and look at the ocean and look at all the amazing millionaire rows that just don't stop, right? All these people have these mansions right there on the water or the intercoastal and cars are everywhere. I mean, if you go to Meisner Park, you will just see Bentley, Range Rover, Ferrari, Lamborghini. It is incredible. The amount of wealth, you know, just in the, the local area of, of Boca Raton. And a lot of those are, are, of course, leased, but there's also a lot of owners as well. Because Boca is <laughs> well known for a place where retirees come to after they, they work hard in California, New York, especially. And they, they have a lot of assets, of course. And it's very well known. You can see it because you can see the, the mansions with the yachts behind their house as well. And also the cars. For sure. Now, we mentioned some of the different hotels there. Where would you recommend staying when we're visiting Boca? So the, ni- the nicest hotel and Boca is known for is the Boca Resort. There's a pink tower that is on every photo of Boca Raton. It's next to Boca Lake. And then you could stay there or right on the beach. And they've redone a lot of that hotel the last five, 10 years. And it's beautiful, right? You're able to watch all the boats going through the intercoastal and out to the ocean from that resort. Uh, It is the most expensive hotel in Boca Raton. A second nice hotel that you can see boats going is the Waterstone Hotel. It's right on the intercoastal. It's not on the beach. It's a short walk to the beach. 
That'd be a, a second choice that is really nice. Let's have a nice restaurant at the bottom of the water, Waterstone as well. And then other options would be the Hyatt. If you want to be more in the center of East Boca, where you could walk to Meisner Park, uh, it's right near a, a really nice restaurant called Louis Bossy's. That's right below it. And that's that's one of the nicest restaurants locally that has a good theme and good vibe. And then another example would be the Marriott, where Town Center is. So you have Rocco's Tacos right at the bottom of the Marriott and have all their shops in Town Center as well. So I think those are, you know, four great options. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's other options on Federal Highway that are less expensive, that are really easy to get in and out of, that are three to four stars, let's say, uh, right on Federal Highway. You know, your typical main brands that like Marriott have, for example. Okay, yeah, for sure. And I think I'm sure there's a lot of uh, like Airbnb type of properties as well. Uh, everybody's looking to get a little bit more than just a hotel room. They're, they're looking at more like a, like a condo or, or like a, renting an entire house. Oh, absolutely. You go to Airbnb, there's something for everyone. If you want a small little condo with six, 700 square feet, it exists in Boca. If you want a house that is $25 million you know, on the ocean, they have that as well. So the, what's really neat with Boca Raton is there's all different price levels with Airbnbs. And you know they even have places that you come to for, for six months at a time. And you could uh, take these landlords up on that opportunity to stay for long periods. Of course, a lot of snowbirds will come from January to March to do that exact thing, for example. Oh, yeah, I definitely understand that. So, okay, let's talk about when we're there. Like, What are some of the main attractions? Obviously, the beaches are, are wonderful, the nice sandy beaches, and, and you got that great uh, Florida sun to be able to warm up and enjoy uh, that. But beyond the beaches, uh, what are some of the other things we should be doing when we visit Boca? I would say the iconic Miser Center. It was definitely something that everyone has to stop in and check out. That's where they'll have a lot of concerts in their amphitheater. So definitely want to check out events that are happening during the time you're visiting to see if there's a concert you want to attend. Uh, additionally, they have street fairs there as well, which are, are pretty cool to witness. Uh, and there's great restaurants. So you could just book a restaurant then walk around during Christmas time. They put up a Christmas tree. You'll see a lot of people taking photos uh, with a Christmas tree, for example, and and it's always booming. So there's great energy. It's also a great place to just people watch, right? There's all these amazing cars driving by. There's outdoor bars. So if you want to grab a cocktail and, and just chat and socialize with folks, it's there as well. Uh, and some of these bars are wide open to the street because it's warm climate. So it's nice. Some of them will have bands playing uh, at certain times. So you definitely want to check out different events or bands on all these different restaurant websites. And, and that would be one of the iconic centers. And then if you have kids, you know, there are some other nice things like there's Sugar Sand Park, which is very well known. They have this cool merry-go-round where you, you get to bring your kids on for a dollar or two. And then just this amazing park that is incredible. They also put a museum at Sugar Sand Park that's absolutely free. You can walk in and it's a great place to bring the kiddos, you know, and have a good time, you know, when you're not at the beach. And especially if it's raining, for example, it's a great thing to do. And then, you know, you also have FAU Stadium, right? So FAU has about 30,000 students that attend, and it's in the heart of Boca as well. Uh, it's 10 minutes from the beach, so it's close to all the hotels that I was mentioning. And lots of times they'll have big football games at the stadium and uh, also different events at FAU, right? It's a major college campus, so they're always doing things for the local economy. You know, anything centered around entrepreneurship, for example, is going on there or different events where they have public speakers coming in. They have a whole student union building and 
things like the TEDx Boca Raton have been ran through Boca, uh, FAU before. And then uh, sometimes TEDx will do it at Meisner Park as well outdoors. So it really just depends on the season that you're coming. You know, I would definitely say the winter season has more events going on. And typically it slows down in the summer when there's less people visiting South Florida. The retirees go back up north, all the snowbirds during the summer session. So, you know, of course, the business owners are well aware that the best time to put on events is uh, the wintertime when they have more people attending. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, are there any like websites or, or apps or anything like that for like local events as far as like either keeping track of what other, what other events are going on or maybe finding like discounted tickets or anything like that? I would say Eventbrite is the main place people would, would see all these events in Boca Raton. Uh, additionally, Facebook, I always scroll through Facebook and see different events people are posting. So between those two, that would be the best place to see the events. And then, of course, you just go around town, you're going to see billboards. You're going to see flyers. So in general, you just as you drive around, a lot of these things are publicly posted as well. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I know uh, coming from New York, you have uh, certain high expectations of food and everything from being in a big city, uh, coming down to Florida. What's the food situation like there? You know, What are some of like, the good restaurants we should hit up? Yeah, so the, there there is amazing food down in, in Boca because you did have a lot of the East Coasters come down and they expect a, a high quality meal prepared, right? So you have great chefs that, that have shifted to South Florida. And of course, earlier in the show, I mentioned why people shift, of course, with the taxes and they are in the, the food industry and they can make the same salary being a chef down in South Florida. A lot of them have done that. So some of the, the major restaurants in town would be Rocco's Tacos. A lot of people have heard of Rocco's Tacos. It's not just in, uh, in Boca Raton. It's in other areas as well. Not only the food is good quality, but also just the, the vibe of Rocco's Tacos that people really enjoy. Uh, additionally, you have Louis Bossy's. Uh, that's a very popular chain down here. It's also in Fort Lauderdale as well. I assume that's like a, like Italian food? Yep, Italian food, correct. And they have amazing cheese plate. Uh, me and my wife go there all the time on date night, and we, we order the cheese plate, and it is phenomenal. My favorite one still to this date, you know, that I've had, you know, at any restaurant actually is, is that cheese plate there. One of my favorite restaurants in Meisner Park is Kapow Noodle Bar. Um, and I really love the owner. You know, the owner is great to the local community, and not only is the food amazing, the service is amazing, but also the owner gives back. And I think that's a big part of these local communities, why one restaurant does better than the next one over is just always, you know, helping people out and really being there, you know, outside of the restaurant side at local events as well. So Kapow Noodle Bar is one of my favorites in Meisner. And is that like a, like some sort of Asian fusion or what? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Asian fusion. So they have, you know, little tacos with sushi in it, for example. And then they have, you know, certain pad thai scenarios that are that are in there as well. And it's just a great appetizer scene. So we will go there for happy hour, me and my team, after our podcast show. And we'll bring 10 people there. And from 5 to 7 o'clock at night, half-price appetizers. You can order away 20 items on the menu. And then, you know, everyone is so impressed that they get to try all these different types of food, you know, in a sitting. So that, that's one of my favorite things to do after work. That sounds amazing. Now, um, say we're getting ready to go out uh, for the day, getting ready to head out. I'm, I'm bringing my kids with me. Uh, we're going to hang out. Where would we go for breakfast before we head out for the day? So breakfast isn't as big in South Florida, right? When I was in New York, breakfast was huge. You know, every place had brunch. Every place, you know, 9 a.m. in the morning was open. I would say that that Florida in general, you don't see as much as the breakfast spots that are open. Typically, we look at some of the the smaller bakeries that will have like Eggs Benedict, for example, or 
typical bagels, you know, something quick to eat. There's a bunch of bagel stores on Federal Highway. Uh, one is Brooklyn Bagel. That is that is known in South Florida. That's become a chain, of course. Uh, that's not just in Boca uh, that we go to here or there. And some just family-owned bagel stores that are local. But there's, no, I can't vouch for a brunch spot that I've fallen in love with, you know, that I, that I jumped to, but also I have young children. So that's, that's also the reason why we're not getting up, (laughs) you know, heading to brunch in in there. We want the kids to stay calm in the morning from nine to 12. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and like, it's sometimes it's really good when they sleep in, you know, they get to enjoy a little quiet time in the morning. Absolutely. (laughs) Now you mentioned a lot of like, you know, some of these bars and restaurants have like open air seating and stuff like that. Like what's a good place to go to if we want to sit out on the patio and do a little people watching as like people cruise by. So I'm going to shift to the the neighboring town for a moment. So right next to Boca within three, four minute drive of the border, uh, there's a place called oceans two, three, four or JB's. And they're one of the few restaurants that are right on the beach. Right. So if you want to people watch, how cool is it that you could sit there, grab in a bite to eat and you see people surfing, you see people playing volleyball. They have all the volleyball courts up right there. And it's just such a cool place to just sit down, relax for an hour or two with the family and and just watch. You know, you see so many interesting folks walking by. So that's my favorite location to do that. And then, of course, when nighttime comes around, you know, a lot of people head over to Meisner Park, you know, going back to there because there's there's a lot of people walking through Meisner all the time. And then Town Center. Town Center has five, six restaurants in it as well. A little smaller, but it also has a good vibe. And of course, you have the Boca Mall. You know, if you ever wanted to go shopping, there's a huge mall that has Cheesecake Factory, for example, in it. And you, you know, head over there and, and really get a feel for Boca Raton as well. Right on. Now, mentioning the Cheesecake Factory, like, I don't really eat cheesecake, but if you're looking for like the dessert, like whether it's cheesecake or like a chocolate or ice cream or something like that, where would we go for for that? Ooh, cheesecake is one of my favorite places to get the Cheesecake Factory cheesecake, of course. But a lot of the restaurants that I had mentioned uh, do have great quality dessert, right? So a lot of times I'm ordering dessert right from those locations. Or what we're doing is, you know, we're, we're taking a stroll with the kids and getting ice cream, right? When, when you look at Meisner Park, there's a really cool ice cream shop locally there. And that's typically where we'll go with the kids because they love grabbing an ice cream cone after dinner. That's more their vibe. Or the candy store. Uh, they have a place called Sloan's over there. That's the ice cream shop. And then uh, Just Sugar is a, a national chain, but the kids love it. You know, I bring them to the candy store, pick out 10 items, and they're they're happy eating it and going to the middle, running around in you know, Meisner Park. And me and my wife will get to sit down on a bench and watch them run around. Oh, that's off all the... <laughs> Burn off all that sugar. That's so awesome. That's like what the memories are made for, you know? Just being able to watch your kids enjoy themselves and be able to spend a little quality time with your wife. Absolutely. Well, right on, Jason. I really appreciate sharing all these amazing tips for Boca. I learned a lot. And last time I was there, I basically didn't even leave the hotel because I was at a conference the entire time. And now I got to be able to come back and enjoy some of these other things to, to do in the city. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Boca, where should they go and what should they eat? Go to Kapow Noodle Bar in Meisner Park because you'll get to really see all the people walking by, all the cars driving by, and really get a feel for Boca. And they have great Asian fusion food and a great sitting outside. So Kapow Noodle Bar. Right on. Is, do you have a, like a favorite dish there? Uh, I love the, the tacos. So they, they put these little tacos with, with sushi or salmon in them, and they're they're fantastic. That would be my favorite dish there. Wow, that sounds delicious. 
Right on. Okay, so you've been in, in Boca for around five years. Uh, I'm sure you have some great stories. Which one are your most memorable? Memorable would be the, the beach, right? Me and my family will head out to the beach two to three times per month, typically. And what's really cool is we'll go by the jetties. You know, it's just a thing we do. We we walk down to the jetties and we just sit down and watch all the boats go out. And it's just so nice to just kind of, you know, sit back, relax. It's all free, right? You get on these beaches. Sometimes some of them cost five bucks to park. Other times you have a tag and it's free if you live down here year round. And it's just nice to just watch all these different boats coming out and the wind blowing you know, against your face on the water there. There's people fishing off the jetties and it's just such a cool vibe. And then within the jetties, you can even look over at Boca Lake and on the Saturdays and Sundays, you see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of boats docked up. It's about three to five feet deep at certain locations. So you see everyone jumping off their boats and, and just hanging out. And it's just such a cool vibe to see all these boats and just getting to enjoy the warm weather and the beaches, of course. That sounds like a perfect day. Right on. Well, speaking of good times, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Boca? Happiest happy hour in Boca would probably be right back at Kapow Noodle Bar. You know, that that's the place that me and my team go after work. If, you know, we want to, you know, hit 5 to 7 p.m. range, they, they typically do, I think it's 4 to $6 different style drinks. And, and it's a good vibe. You get to sit outside and hang out and, and people watch while it happens as well. That would be, you know, off the beach, of course, on the beach. If you want to do it again, you got to head down a little south to Deerfield and go to JB's or Oceans. Less people, of course, over there. It's more chill. Uh, and then if you really want to get wild, just head up 15 minutes up to Del Rey, Atlantic Avenue. Del Rey, you know, is well known for the restaurants and just outdoor, you know, venues and, and nightlife where if you really want to go more to the clubs or the bars, you know, go all night, that's in Del Rey Beach. Right on. Yeah, I did an episode on Delray Beach and uh, I learned a lot. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun whenever I come down there to visit. Yes, packed. Yes, absolutely. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. And I know it's not New York quality, but uh, what's the best pizza in, in, in Boca Raton? That's a hard thing to ask a New Yorker, right? Because uh, it, it's very <laughs> hard to compare the New York style pizza, you know, with South Florida. Same with Chinese food and same with uh, bagels. Of course, you always hear, you know, when you get down here. All the other food is good. But those categories, it's hard to find good quality. So I, I would say Cannoli Kitchen is one that I found that I really enjoy. They do a lot of the toppings on the pizza. I'm a big fan of topping pizza. You know, up in New York, they have barbecue, buffalo, chicken parmesan, penne alla vaca, baked ziti, shrimp even, right? And South Florida, you typically see more of your traditional, where it's plain pizza with a couple toppings, mushrooms, pepperoni, for example. Uh, but Cannoli Kitchen has some of those toppings. So that's one of the places that I, that I enjoy going. It's right on Federal Highway in Boca Raton. Uh, and they also have a, a, a second location further west in Boca as well. Right on. It sounds like a perfect spot because I'm all about the pepperoni and my wife, uh, she's a little bit more on the, on the gourmet side of things. So uh, that'll be good. Well, I know that you, you travel a lot and uh, I'm sure you have some great tips. Like, What's your best travel tip? Best travel tip? Well, I'm in personal finance. So I've always been a a guru when it comes to searching for flights on kayak, searching for different hotels, you know, the proper way, and also leveraging your credit card reward points along the way. So biggest hacks is always really just being lenient on the times that you're flying, right? Instead of flying Saturday, Saturday, sometimes you'll get a much better rate going Tuesday to Tuesday, for example, or looking at different hotels. And a lot of times they'll have special certain times of the year, or certain periods of the week, 
So we, I always try to leverage my schedule and being flexible where it makes more sense. Um, and additionally, uh, when it comes to car rental, same thing, Googling coupon codes and, and finding out that you get 30% off by just throwing a code in, in there. And there's different websites that automate it for you today, like Honey, right? You put it in and it will search 15 different codes automatically on your behalf. That's one of my favorite little hacks. And in general, flights like Spirit Airlines, right? Uh, I used to fly Spirit from 2007 to 2012, and I would get all these $9 fares, you know, each way. So if you're really smart about which way you get the discount and match the dates, you could fly really inexpensively, you know, with a, a lot of these airlines today if done properly. So that was one hack that I've always done on Spirit Airlines. Of course, we've got a lot of negative PR going on with all the different things they've done with raising the prices and how complex it's gotten to figure out the pricing of, of your flight with Spirit. But once you get used to it, you know, you can take advantage of their system, of course, you know, when flying. But yeah, that's most of my hacks is just being smart, you know, about booking things and of course, leveraging point systems overall to make sure you could spend affordably at a lot of these four or five star hotels. Absolutely. And I think, you know, especially like where you are, you know, having access to multiple different airports, not only, not only just traveling on different days, but also comparing the prices between those different airports. And even if, like you said, even if you have to drive all the way down to Miami or from Miami up to there to Boca, okay, yeah, you got you spent the next half an hour on the, on the road, but if you're saving, you know, 50 to hundred bucks a ticket and you're, you're a family of four, like, like me, that's a big savings. You know, it's definitely worth that little bit extra drive that, you know, once or twice when you arrive and when you, when you leave. So those are def- definitely great tips and I appreciate all that. Yeah. And you could also do the rental cars actually not at the airport location with the high demand of rental cars going on in South Florida. Sometimes if you search Boca actually is a great example. There's lower cost if you take an Uber from the airport over to Boca and then do the rental car in Boca, for example. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, Jason, I really appreciate sharing all these amazing tips. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. Yeah, so I have been in the financial service business for over 15 years, started in 2007. And you know, I help people manage their, their investment accounts as well as their insurance accounts. And I also run a podcast called The Shrimp Tank. So that's how I know so many local business owners. We interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs from all of South Florida. And a lot of these guests own businesses right here in Boca Raton, Florida as well. And we interview them and finding the do's and don'ts of running a business. So it's a really cool in-person podcast studio that we built out. Uh, we partnered with the Florida Land University to conduct those interviews. We've done close to 200 plus interviews and we'll keep going every single week. We do them once a week. And then I also started a new app called Owl. My goal is to create a frictionless environment to get in touch with an expert. So think about certain experts that you have to always message their inbox on social media platforms and you'd be willing to pay for that expert, but it's so hard to get in touch with them. They don't know how serious you are and they don't really have a platform as an expert to really sell their their value, which is their time to uh, connect with them. So we're going to be coming to the market with Owl App in 2022, and it's going to be a really fun time to uh, give the world something that they need, a frictionless environment to get in touch with an expert at a moment's notice. So yeah, I've had a chance to check out the Owl app and you know, I, I got really access to the beta. So thank you for providing that. And it's really cool. It's really slick. You know, you and I talked on it a few times. I talked to a couple other people a few times and it is really awesome. And uh, definitely looking forward for it to, to launch out there. I'm going to include links to all that in the, in the show notes. Uh, if somebody has a question about your Owl app, uh, about your financial services business or about the, the Shrimp Take podcast, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? Yeah, so first they could send an email to feedback at owl 
owl.com. And that's with two W's and two L's, the spelling of owl. Two W's for wise, two L's because you're going to love it. That's my new tagline. <laughs> and, you know, you can head over to Owl app on Instagram or on Facebook and send us a message as well. And of course, you know, if you need to further get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Jason R. Hill on LinkedIn. And I am consistently posting on social media on all those different platforms. And we're always putting out great content about all our different things that we do about financial services or our podcasts or now Owl app, of course. Well, fantastic. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Awesome. It was a pleasure sharing my story and everything about Boca Raton. And thanks for having me on the show. What a fun conversation with Jason. He gave me early access to his L app, and it's been so much fun to connect with all the experts on the platform. You can find all the links we talked about today, including a link to my L profile at wetravelthere.com forward slash Boca. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate partner. Clear keeps you moving through airports, stadiums, and more with their exclusive touchless ID verification technology. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Norwich, UK to speak with my new friend James Hammond, the host of the Winging It podcast. In this episode, James and I talk about the Latitude Festival, which is one of the UK's best music festivals, the Adam and Eve pub, which dates back to 1249, and Norwich Castle, that was built by William the Conqueror over 800 years ago. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.